Hey guys, welcome back to Chili Bakes, and we're making peanut butter cookies today. Who doesn't love peanut butter? I mean, really. I loved peanut butter sandwiches as a kid. We used to have peanut butter and honey, and then the honey would soak into the bread, and you'd have that yummy peanut butterness. My favorite cookie is, well, I wouldn't say it's a peanut butter cookie, but I'll never turn down a good peanut butter cookie. Although sometimes I swear it's hard to find. Um, you know, you can find those big crumbly ones that don't taste like much, that just disintegrate everywhere, and those are fine. But I like a peanut butter cookie that's big and crispy around the outside, but chewy in the center and really peanutty. These have like a rich brown sugary, peanut buttery, praline kind of yumminess that um, really you can't get at a cookie. You can't get a cookie like this outside of making it yourself. At least that's how I feel. So we're going to make some big, soft, chewy peanut butter cookies, and it's going to be amazing. Um, my favorite candy is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, so you know I love peanut butter. I could eat it by the spoonful. I like it on toast. I love it. I love pretty much peanut butter in all forms. And um, today, we're making an amazing version of a peanut butter cookie. So before we get to baking, I just want to say, I can't talk. <laughs> oh, I think the thunder outside has me a little bit um, addled, I guess. My poor dog, Emma, thunder pup. She really doesn't like thunder, so I was sitting with her when she was cowering in the corner. So I'm a little bit out of sorts, hoping it doesn't thunder again. But we're going to try to get through this taping without any loud booms. Um, and I have an amazing editor, so she'll help me out with that. Um, I just want to thank you for being here again. I'm so honored that you're hanging out with me and that you want to try my recipes and spend this time together in the kitchen. This is just so much fun for me, and I'm just really enjoying sharing with you. And I'd love it if you could let me know how you feel about the episode or about any of the episodes and the show. If you wanted to rate, review, and subscribe, I'm always very grateful. Um, share it with a gluten-free friend. You know, this is the kind of gluten-free baking you can bake for anyone and they don't even know it's gluten-free. So it's really helpful for families that have one gluten-free member, but nobody else wants to eat what is usually terrible um, and crumbly. But these bakes aren't terrible. These are amazing. They're pretty much indistinct indistinguishable, I can speak, uh, with, you know, bakes with gluten. So um, I'd love it if you want to give me a comment or say hi. I'm on Instagram as well, and there's lots of stuff there. There's baking tips. There's a lot of other recipes I make, as well as um, drinks, teas, uh, non-baking items, like food type stuff. Um, there's some pictures of Emma, maybe what I'm doing in the day. Um, there's also a link to my website, which is... Uh, www, I hate saying that, chilibakes.free, oh my gosh, chilibakesglutenfree.com is the website. If you don't put the www, it doesn't get you anywhere. It's uh, associated with the podcast, and eventually I'm going to get a bunch of other um, recipes linked to the blog there. So um, anyway, you should check it out. I also have a freebie linked to my um, Instagram bio. So um, it's for a lemon cake, which is amazing. My son, who can eat anything because I bake everything, picks that as his birthday cake. So it's a lemon cake with berry filling. It's blackberry, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to go there and check it out and then you can contact me, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I have such nice people who um, follow me and are interested in my recipes that I'm just, I'm thrilled and honored. So thank you so much for being with me again today. And let's start with baking. Um, we're going to get to the dry ingredients now. And for the peanut butter cookies, we're using my favorite flour, of course, which is cup for cup multi-purpose flour. Um, it does have milk powder in it. And so if you can't have dairy, you can try like King Arthur flour has 
um, some gluten-free blends that are good, or you could use the ancient grains, which would give you more of a whole grain feel for this recipe as well. That's from Cup for Cup. All right, so in our medium-sized bowl, we're measuring uh, two and a half cups of flour. We're going to scoop and measure, because otherwise you get too much flour, and you might have a dry cookie. And I'm making a huge mess here. Uh -huh. There's one. And there's two. And a half. I can never find the right measure when I'm talking. It's pretty funny. And I'm always using that trick with the flour. I can't read the measurements, so I s when you get flour on the measurements that are on these plastic utensils, you can really read them, which is pretty cool. So that's two and a half cups of the cup for cup multipurpose flour. I'm putting it on the side. And the next thing we're doing is baking soda. It's half a teaspoon. Remember, this is the guy with the lumps that you need to be careful of because otherwise what happens is you can have bitter bits and it actually discolors the dough a little bit if there's a little chunk of it and really you don't want to um, bite into that. So since I don't like to sift, I measure it sift. I measure it into my palm and then I crush any lumps um, with the back of my, my spoon, my measuring spoon, and then I just scrape it off into the flour. That was half a teaspoon of baking soda. We're doing baking powder, half a teaspoon. And this one you don't have to worry about lumps. Half a teaspoon. go. And then onto the salt, which is also half a teaspoon. And I just use regular salt because you want a small grain salt. I'd like it to dissolve pretty seamlessly into the batter because nobody wants big chunks of salt unless you're doing some kind of salted caramel thing. Okay, so the next part is what I add. It's a teaspoon of mochi flour for some extra chew. And if you get Coda Farms, it's really smooth, and it just makes, um, I don't know, just makes it a lot more wheat-like. All right, and xanthan gum. We're going to use half a teaspoon of that. And this will really give you some chew. All right, so that's the dry ingredients. I always like to look over the recipe one more time just to make sure I didn't forget something. And when I measure it, I put something behind on a different counter so that I know what I've already measured. So two and a half cups of cup for cup multipurpose flour, half a teaspoon baking soda, half a teaspoon baking powder, half a teaspoon salt, a teaspoon of sweet rice, or what I call mochi flour, and a half a teaspoon of xanthan gum. So that's in a medium bowl, and we're just going to whisk it. It's a pretty easy whisk. We just want to make sure all that stuff is evenly distributed. And then there is the dry ingredients, and we're going to set that aside. So before we get started with the wet, we're going to turn on the oven, because literally every podcast, I forget to preheat the oven. When I'm cooking, baking for myself, that's the first thing I do. But as soon as I start talking, I'm not thinking about the oven. So it gets turned on at 350 degrees. Get to hear my cute oven. Um, and I don't bake at convection. Even though it has a convection bake setting, it tends to get really, really brown. So at least for my oven, I don't use it. For most uh, bakes, I use it for roasting, but not so much for cookies. Um, and then I'm going to peek just to make sure there's a rack in the center of my oven because I don't want it too low or too high because either they get too browned on the bottom, you know, or they're just browning strangely. So let me peek. And I look at that right in the middle. Okay. 
So it's on the wet ingredients. Um, this recipe, which I think I forgot to tell you, is uh, modified from a Cook's Illustrated cookbook uh, for peanut butter cookies. I really enjoy Cook's Illustrated, and what one of the things I, I really appreciate, appreciate about how they do their recipe books is when you're reading the recipe, you don't just get, um, this is peanut butter cookies, and then the recipe. What you get is the process that they took um, to develop this recipe, and you also get within the first paragraph what their recipe is going to look like. So if it's peanut butter cookies, they tell you if it's a dry and crumbly peanut butter cookie, or if it's chewy, or if it's a bit of both. And if you think, oh, that doesn't sound like the cookie I'm looking for, the really nice part is you can decide not to make the recipe. And, um, you know, you don't have to waste your time making something that's not what you're looking for. I love how specific they are. And then they go through their step-by-step um, -step process about how they develop the recipe so you can figure out for yourself, like, oh, well, I was hoping to make it with all peanut butter, and they tell you what happens when you do that. Or they tell you... Well, we tried it with all brown sugar, and this is what happened. So if the description matches what you're looking for, you can also modify it that way. But you can also decide, oh, I don't want to do this because I see they've already done it, and it doesn't look like a good result. So those are um, a couple reasons why I love them. They have beautiful recipes, amazing tasting. I really, really um, enjoy it, and they come out well. They come out well pretty much every time unless I screw something up. So unlike a lot of the um, recipes, sometimes they're beautiful, and they don't turn out well. So this Cook's Illustrated Cookbook... Um, this is a great recipe, so I'm modifying it because I'm making it gluten-free. Um, and in gluten-free baking, I've found that the flour sometimes, at least the flour I'm using, sometimes cannot carry the amount of oil that a wheat flour does. So I've decreased the butter, kept the peanut butter the same, because I really want a peanut butter flavor. I've added mochi flour and um, a little bit of xanthan gum for the chew that's missing from the flour. And um, yeah, so this is how we're gonna make it. And you get to come along for the ride and let me know what you think. So we're starting with the wet. I have butter here. I have half a cup of butter and um, it's not quite softened. So it may take me a minute to cream this. And we're starting uh, the wet ingredients. Okay, so we have half a cup of butter that's softened, but it's not really well softened. So it might take us a minute. And we're gonna add a cup of brown sugar and a cup of white. So in with the white. brown. And we're going to pack this, but not super hard, lightly packed. And then we're going to use our mixer, hand mixer. You could use a stand mixer too, but I'm using my hand mixer. And I'm just going to, it's called creaming the butter and the sugar, and I'm going to make it um, nice and smooth and get it all together. Actually chopping it up with a beater a little bit because I really didn't get the butter softened, which is unfortunate. Now, if you have a microwave-safe bowl, yeah, you could put this in the microwave for just a few seconds and it'll really speed up your process here. And let's see if I'm willing to do that. I'm going to try this first and then we'll see. Okay, I've uncovered a giant brown sugar rock that was somehow buried in there. And you know what? I am deciding to microwave this slightly because this is gonna take a long time. I'm gonna give it five seconds.
Okay, I lied. That was seven seconds, but... And let's see. Oh my gosh, that made a huge difference. Great. Okay, so the butter and sugar are completely combined, but since you have two cups of sugar, one cup of white and one cup of brown um, with the half a cup butter, it's kind of like a sandy mixture. It's not super creamy because there isn't much um, butter to sugar ratio, but we are adding a cup of peanut butter, so it will get better. All right, so we're adding um, two teaspoons of vanilla extract. And then we're adding two eggs. All right, so remember if you're not a proficient cracker, um, you might want to crack your eggs in a separate bowl. But me, I like to live on the edge. And also I'm pretty good at finding shells if I accidentally get one in there. <laughs> there we go. Is it sad, one of my like, well, it's not a huge accomplishment. One of my things that I think is kind of cool is that I can crack eggs simultaneously with both hands. Come on, that's pretty cool, right? Especially if you're a, uh, a baker, I feel like that's a pretty good accomplishment. So I'm gonna cream the eggs in there with the vanilla. All right, in no time at all, it's pretty uh, well mixed. I'm gonna scrape the sides. Make sure there's no dry bits of, um, I was gonna say syrup, but that would be sugar at the bottom. And then we're gonna add a cup of peanut butter here. Now I'm using, um, I'm not using natural peanut butter. I have used natural peanut butter in um, cookies before, but the amount of oil sometimes means you have really flat cookies, which I don't love. I don't want those kind of cookies. So I'm using, it's a natural style uh, Skippy or a Jip. Actually I have a little bit of both because um, what happened was they didn't have the brand I normally get. Um, and I noticed something really interesting, is they were both the same kind of peanut butter, just the traditional peanut butter that's already mixed, you know, not with the oil on top, and they had completely different textures. One of them was much more dense, and one of them was much um, creamier and fluffier. So um, just keep that in mind. So when you make the cookies, um, after you add the flour, if your dough is too soft, um, you might wanna add some extra flour because there is a variability between uh, the texture and the amount of, um, I think, oil in the peanut butter or maybe the grind, I'm not really sure. So I want you to be able to um, have the freedom to um, change the texture as needed according to the peanut butter you have. So we'll be looking at the end. This is not a peanut butter I've used before because normally I use one kind and not two. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then we can make some modifications. So I just wanted to let you be aware of the fact that Peanut butter's not all the same. Even, even the two creamy kind of peanut butters aren't the same. So we're gonna beat in the peanut butter now, the one cup. Okay, so what you should have now, it looks almost like peanut butter frosting. It's like this rich peanut buttery smelling yumminess. So I'm just scraping the bowl. And we're gonna head to the dry. So the next ingredient um, before the dry, I'm gonna add, it's chopped peanuts. I took, um, it's about a cup, a scant cup, so a little bit less than a cup of um, ground up peanuts. In my quest to make these more peanutty, um, the amount of peanut butter and peanut butter flavor I could get in the peanut butter cookie was not great. Um, and I tried to make it without chopping the peanuts because I thought kind of a pain in the butt, even though it's what Cooks Illustrated said added to the peanut butter flavor. But I liked the cookies I made before. They were great, except they didn't taste like a peanut butter cookie. So 
we're adding um, a little bit less than a cup of finely chopped peanuts, like roasted peanuts. Mine were slightly salted, but I rubbed the salt off with a towel, and then I ground them up in a like a coffee grinder food processor type thing till they look like crumbs. So that's what they recommend. So we're going to put those in, and I'm going to beat those in real quick. And then we'll uh, get the dry in here, and then we're done. I'm not too uh, worried about how well they mix in because I'm going to mix the dry in um, fairly thoroughly. I want to mix this a bit more than I might mix a wheat dough because I really, I actually want to get some chew in there. And that mochi flour will give it a little bit of stretch and chew, but I need to mix it in. So I'm going to beat this for a little bit and I will tell you at the end because most of the beating times are edited down a little bit. So I'll let you know how much uh, time it took to beat. How's that? Okay, so the mixing took about 30 about 30 seconds, I was going to say minutes. Ha, huh, that would be terrifying. 30 minutes, and then it starts to pull away, and you can see that you could roll it into really nice um, dough balls. So it's got a really great consistency for peanut butter cookies because you want to be able to take it in your hands and roll it. So um, so now um, I have a scoop. I have a scoop for everything. I have a mini scoop. I have a gigantic, like, three-tablespoon scoop, which is kind of, um, I don't know, it's pretty cool when you make giant cookies like that. The kids think it's, you know, the little kids are like, oh, my gosh. So... Maybe the big kids, maybe I do that. So um, so I'm going to use a scoop that's about two tablespoons um, in volume. So we're going to scoop it out and just roll it between my hands. Roll it into a nice smooth ball. If you have a giant piece of peanut, because I didn't grind my peanuts perfectly, you know, you can pull that out or whatever. And then I have a bowl with some granulated sugar, just plain old granulated sugar. And I just roll around the ball in there. And then I'm going to take a fork. Put this on my cookie sheet, and then I'm going to smush it with a fork into a cross, you know, one direction and then the other, so it has kind of a hatch pattern, and it helps the cookie cook because it smashes it down, and peanut butter is a pretty dense cookie. So you're going to um, leave a little space between the cookies. They actually don't spread too, too much. Okay, so you'll probably get about eight cookies to a sheet with this size, and they cook um, like 10 to... 12 to 15 minutes. It depends on your oven. It really greatly depends on your oven and the size of your scoop. So you're going to know they're done when the edges are firmed up, maybe slightly brown. They don't really brown too much. And then the top's puffed and not, you know, super doughy. It shouldn't be hard though. Your cookie is going to be way too crisp. You want it to almost um, just barely be done on the top. So you have a little bit of chew in the middle. If you cook it too much, it just means you have a, you know, like a crispy all the way through cookie, which is not what I'm looking for. So anyway, into the oven they go. Okay, so mine took about 14 minutes to cook. I think I made mine a little bigger. That's hot. I'm going to put the other sheet in. Okay, and I'm going to eat one of the already cooked cookies. All right, so it's, um, well, it's still a little bit warm, but um, the, you can see a little bit of granulated sugar around the edge and little uh, studs of peanut and a little bit of the hatch mark on the top, which really... Let's you know it's a peanut butter cookie. Um, and then I'm going to take a bite. And so you can tell what it tastes like. Mm. Mm. It has a nice sugar crisp on the outside. Mm. And I like the bits of peanuts that are in there. I'm sorry, it's hard for me to talk with my mouth full. I really need an ice cold glass of milk would be really good. And there's a chewy part in the middle. It's got that nice peanutty chew, the crispy sugary edge. There's some nutty peanut butter bits. It's really a really great cookie. It's exactly what I want in a peanut butter cookie. Very peanutty, chewy, crispy. 
Mm, it's really, really good. Buttery, but mostly it's peanut butter. I think you will love this cookie. Everyone in your family will love this cookie. It would be a really good thing to take for, I was going to say Thanksgiving. I don't know why every holiday I think it's Thanksgiving. I was going to say 4th of July, but it came out Thanksgiving. Because, you know, I always think it's Thanksgiving. It'd be a great picnic cookie to take. Take a big tray of these anywhere. Of course, they'll get gobbled up, so you might want to make a double batch. Um, you can make it ahead and have the dough in the fridge. If you do that, I would suggest you roll the dough, dough balls first. A lot easier to scoop and roll them when it's soft and room temperature. And then you can roll them in sugar the next day. They may need a little bit more padding to get the sugar to stick to them, but that will definitely work and maybe flatten them slightly longer. But a great way to work ahead and have your cookie dough. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. It was really fun to make amazing cookie doughs. Cookie doughs. Oh, amazing peanut butter cookies with you today. Um, next time we're baking sugar cookies. Another big, yummy, sugary, encrusted cookie. It's, it's fun to eat cookies in the summer, right? Because they're great with fruit. They're very portable. They don't take too long in the oven. You can do them in batches. You can freeze them and eat them all summer long. Who am I kidding? A batch of sugar cookies will not last anyone all summer long. You can make ice cream sandwiches out of them. Oh my gosh, there's so many things you can do with a sugar cookie. So anyway, I hope you had a really great time with me today. I had a wonderful time cooking and I've got three quarters of a peanut butter cookie over there like winking at me. Hello, hello, I'm over here. It's trying to get me to eat it. So I'm being called off to my cookie. Anyway, please come visit me on Instagram. There's so many more things to eat and see and you get a little bit more of my nuttiness if you want. Um, you can DM me. You can see all kinds of recipes or go to the website. You can see, um, you know, all the podcast bakes there, and I'm slowly getting all the other recipes there. I know, it's a little slow, but I'm getting there. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for your time with me. I'm honored you came. Um, you got to try the peanut butter cookies. I want to see pictures. Can people please send me some pictures of their bakes? I'd love to see what you're doing. Anyway, you have a great evening. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>